0: Hey, this is Daniel, a.k.a. Maugambiz, and you're listening to Rushing Forward. This is a new podcast I'm working on where I'll take you on a journey most people or most people in my age group or my peer group go through, and that's juggling, trying to become an adult and trying to make something of your career. And I'll be talking to a bunch of interesting, awesome um, rockstar guests who will all be sharing our pitfalls struggles and achievements uh as we go through our adult lives so i came up with the idea of this podcast because i was going through my own issues and um when you're going through certain things you can feel like you're the only person going through them and it's the worst thing in the world um And as I started to share a lot of these things, um, I started to realize that a lot of other people go through these things. So the idea basically is just to put these things out and be vulnerable in public so other people know that these are things everyone goes through and these are things that need to be talked about. These are things that you get through and get over. So I'm not sure how long this um, podcast will last because I don't know if adulting has a destination. But I'm definitely on the journey, and I'm hoping to take everyone who's listening with me. Um, and for the first episode, welcome, everyone who's listening. I could not think of a better guest than a very dear friend of mine, Vishwa, to come talk about um, what we are going through, because I think we are sort of going through this. a little bit about Vishwa, She is a tech speaker slash web developer on her DevRel journey. And according to her, she secretly wishes she could call herself a writer. But I do know she's such an amazing writer. Something she's so passionate about is infusing empathy and kindness in the tech space. And you can see that through her and her energy. And she's working on creating and fostering welcoming communities with the culture of inclusivity and diversity. Hi, Vishwa.
1: Hi. Wow, I'm smiling. Thank you so much for that kind introduction.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like I butchered it, but um, <laughs> I think I did okay.
1: <laughs> I think you covered most. You did a better job than I do of introducing myself, so I'll give you that.
0: Yeah, writing, writing stuff like that sucks. I'm very bad at describing myself. So I, I want to start out with asking a question that many people ask but I think it's very important to ask it it's like genuine and not like in a small talk type of way how how are you doing
1: oh that is such a heavy question (laughs) um but like (laughs) but like from my voice currently it is so obnoxiously nasal you can definitely tell that I'm that I have a flute I'm currently recurring so that is a very very instant status for you but in general i feel like i'm doing well um i am currently in a very introspective mode so there's a lot going on in my head some days i'm just i don't feel like getting out of my bed but some days i'm exuberant and full of energy so there's just Mm -hmm. so much going on in my head all the time but in general i'm doing well i'm i'm I feel very satisfied with where I am right now in my life because there's there's so much that I feel I can do and i'm yeah. I have, have finally started doing all those things so I'm good
0: ah uh, that that makes one of us at least <laughs> um i mean uh, a bit of context Vishwa and I went to university together and we, I think, technically, we just graduated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, um, what, the thing was in November,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and this is January 2020. Yeah. So that's like two months, barely a month.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, after, and, um, you know, straight out of college, you want to go and you want to do all these big things, you have ideas of changing the world. Then reality hits you in the in the face, <laughs> in the face. really hard. How, how was graduating for you?
1: Um. See, like the the amount of silence after that question really tells a lot about that. But graduating, <laughs> <laughs> as you said, um, yeah. graduating was a very wild phase <laughs> because um, while I was in college, I constantly felt like um i was being pressured and tormented by a lot of things and i only felt that way because i did not know how it would feel to graduate to actually come out of college and face the reality of the world um and when i did that i instantly felt like college was kind of a second home and it was despite everything that was not nice it was still very comfortable and graduating was um It felt like stepping out of your comfort zone, you know, stepping out of your home and going into the real world that's out there and facing the harsh realities. And I'm not even trying to exaggerate things and be like (laughs) poetic and whatnot, because that's exactly how it felt like. Um, I remember that we had our convocation in November and I did not even go to my convocation because that's how overwhelming Same. it was. <laughs> I mean, for different reasons, though. You were not there, right? But I... It was, I if thinking... I wanted to be there, I think
0: I, I could have made something happen. I don't know. I, uh-huh. I just felt like I, I didn't need that. I don't know, but yeah.
1: But, because, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I, we didn't go. Yeah, we didn't go. We both didn't go. When, when we were about to start this, it was so weird. I was like... Is he going to pretend that this is the first time that we're actually conversing with each other because he wants no. to ask me questions for the audience, or are we like are we going to acknowledge the fact that we've known each other for like what more than four years? That's so crazy no, no I mean of course. yeah it is. so yeah, graduating was very overwhelming, but it was also sort of freeing and very liberating um despite of um, all those overwhelming sensations, because um, now I finally had the the chance to discover myself um, and sort of explore all the options that I have, um, go out and socialize with people. I mean, not, not that I did not have that chance back in college, but now I really had that time to myself um, to sort of, you know, like, think about the things that I really want to do, the things that I kind of felt like I did not have the time in college for. So it was definitely freeing. I started giving myself more time to explore, Um, started giving yeah. myself more time to connect with people, to travel more. So it's definitely very liberating.
0: Yeah, it, it it has been very liberating. A lot of people like to describe college and university as like a bubble. Yeah. And gradu- grad- graduating is like, cause like that bubble is, you can call it protective, And then the harsh realities of the world are really harsh. And a lot of people feel, and I feel the same also. I feel like universities and these institutions don't do enough to, to sort of get you ready for what you're going to get yourself into after you're out of this bubble. Yeah, and I feel like, like, like a month or so, I had this idea of how my life would be
1: mm-hmm.
0: when I'm out and when I'm done, and coming to terms with that not being reality can be can be like a slap in the face, and it's not really easy to to get through and and get past. And so I I mean like to go deeper into coming out of college, you feel like you should get your dream job or... Many people want to go for, like, a master's program.
1: Yeah.
0: And for me, it, it, was, it was job hunting and interviewing with, like, a bunch of companies. Because, like... Because I think we did quite a bit in college. And, I mean, you would expect the ramp into society to be...
1: Smooth. To be, like, easy. Yeah. Yeah,
0: or smooth. And it wasn't. And... How how has that been for you?
1: I mean, the reason being um, that I feel like we put a lot of expectations into it, like right after college. Um, I personally built this mental model of how it was going to be after graduating um and Mm -hmm. that's and i i was expecting a lot and that's why maybe the ramp that you said the metaphorical ramp into the society was not as smooth as we expected it to be but um at the end of the day i i still feel like um the trick is to be okay with any or all failures that you face or the struggles that you face um if you if you just keep on being as expectant as you were um, it's definitely going to be very um, nerve wracking, but it, it's important to realize that the expectations that we had are not being met because they were too high, maybe. And this is the reality. No matter how harsh, it's it's still okay. It's still normal. It's it's something that everyone goes through when when they come out of college. Or, you know, just in general, when they start their own, kickstart their own careers. And for me, um, personally, since you mentioned, a lot of people consider going for um, higher studies, like further studies, masters and whatnot. So, like, it it was, it has has been a journey for me personally, because I remember um, back in 2018, like December 2018, I was so hell-bent on the idea of um doing my masters from USA. And at that time I really just felt like that that's it. I need to get into my dream college.
0: Like that's all you want. Yeah, you know? that's that's yeah. all
1: I want. And that's all that that's that's the best thing that could happen to me. And if it doesn't happen, I'm just going to be <laughs> I'm just going to be um lost. And now, when I think about it, um, let's just say December 2019, I thought about it in December 2019 and I was laughing at the fact that I felt it was all I could ever do, like the best thing that could happen to me because it changed so fast. The journey um, of going from wanting to do, like pursue my master's to what I'm currently doing was very... Um, you know, like very crazy. It was it was something What true. are you
0: currently doing? I'm, I'm curious to
1: to let everyone know. <laughs> to let everyone know I like to know. That. Myself. <laughs> all right, so um I'm I'm just going to generalize this. I'm doing a lot of things. As I said, coming out of college, it was liberating because I started doing all the things that I really wanted to do. Um, so I'm doing a lot of things. And I'm exploring all the things that I can do and would love to do. But in yeah. general, I'm just exploring myself. Like I'm redefining myself and trying mm-hmm. to figure out who I actually am at my core. Yeah. So that's a very general answer. But since I'm not <laughs> very satisfied with my answer, I'm just going to say that um, I'm I'm going to travel a lot. I started traveling after graduating. So, traveling for conferences, networking with people, um, involving more into communities like tech communities outside of my local community, and um, doing a bunch of tech writing, tech documentation gigs, looking for. a job, so that's also something that I took up right after college. I'm I'm applying for several positions at startups, um, mm-hmm. sp- specifically community facing startups, um, and startups so, that Je- have Jessica, yeah.
0: Jessica Rose posted like a tweet a few days ago, uh-huh. and um, she asked what what your dream job would be, and at what company? What's yours? <laughs> Um, shameless plug feel free you can I mean, you can you can spill out your whole resume I who would knows definitely, who might be this
1: definitely. I would love to see something good come out of this shameless plug I always say this <laughs> <laughs> to everyone mm. that my dream job is Gatsby and yeah yeah I mean I it's a lot of I know that a lot of people say that their dream job is Gatsby and I'm not going to you know, say that that's a very basic answer because it's an excellent answer. Like the people who have their dream job at Gatsby know know their thing. Like they definitely know their stuff. Um, And I really, the thing that appeals to me the most about working at Gatsby um, is the team and their core values and how much they actually align with my own values. So, yeah. And and the amazing stuff that they're doing for the community, and it's completely open source. So being an open source enthusiast myself, um, valuing the importance of communities and open source, um, and Gatsby understands what diversity, um, inclusive, like the terms diversity, inclusivity, and empathy mean in a sense. So I feel like that is that is like working. With the Gatsby team is going to be the one thing that I'm aiming for, and it's definitely my dream job.
0: I I like that you mentioned and that you gave a very detailed answer because actually I don't like it because like I feel bad about saying my <laughs> dream job is at is at Spotify because I just like I just like Spotify and I replied to that thread actually and yeah um, I saw that this someone 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 commented and it was like. Um, yeah, they're a great company, and um, they, um, they they don't really pay that well, though, because they're famous and they use that to their advantage, but there's, like, um, some, like, small, small, how do I say this? There's small pieces or small, like, what what, what do you call <laughs> it? Like a, a group of something. Mm. Um like small facets of uh-huh. some like for lack of a better word toxic culture <laughs> and okay I think it 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 takes me into something that I've been thinking about. Um working in tech. I don't even know how I can describe my work in tech because like you know there's I there's like a bunch of people and I started working in tech I guess before graduating and uh-huh. i think that's been i think it's been about what almost 2 years it's going to be 2 years soon i guess in general uh-huh. and like going through all that time you start to discover that a lot of the people you idolize and a lot of the companies you idolize aren't as aren't as good as
1: you saw as they you are know. and yeah
0: yeah and um just the companies, even the people you idolize, and I like that your dream company has things like empathy and inclusivity and diversity because I know that's a huge problem in tech these days, and yeah. so many people, um, so many people are trying to make that better for you know underrepresented yeah. groups. But it, I think it, it takes me into this veil that tech has where a lot of people are sort of bewitched by all the good that it brings and really try and forget the bad. How, how, how do you deal with that?
1: Um,
0: I I know it's been a struggle for me.
1: It's, it's definitely a struggle. And from a, from, a point of view of someone who is applying for jobs currently um it's m- even more difficult because you are you know like you you're not just holding an opinion for for a company or for a team um uh, you're actually applying to that team so any opinion that you hold if it's if it's true you're going to be um you know met with um a lot of a lot of um Expectations like um, no, like how am I going to fit in this role? like are I'm going to interview for it? Am I going to get this job or not? So there's just so many thoughts after it because it's such an amazing opportunity, so you don't want to lose it, so there's that pressure of not losing that opportunity um and not yeah. screwing up your interview, but just imagine the opinions that you had turning out to be wrong and not exactly as you expected so there is that shock of the reality you know like oh okay this is is not very bad
0: you've been through some really bad interviews
1: um I've, i've had i've had my fair share of good and bad interviews both and i'm grateful i cannot lie like i literally cannot lie i'm grateful for both um, of them, like both the kind of experiences that I've had. Because if it wasn't for mm. the bad interviews, I really wouldn't know how difficult, how actually how difficult it is to appear for tech jobs right out of college. And also, um, I wouldn't be able to acknowledge how difficult it is to hire really talented folks. Like let's, let's not just forget that um, the people on the other side the people who are interviewing you, who are assessing you are human beings too. So if it, yeah. is, if it is difficult for you to appear for an interview, it's just as difficult for them to talk to you um, and like figure out if you're a good fit for their company or if you could contribute to the best of your abilities and stuff like that. Like Talent hiring is just a very heavy job. And it holds such responsibility, like such great responsibilities. So I feel like um, both the good and the bad experiences kind of made me realize that um, it's just about realizing that everyone is a human being and everyone commits mistakes. And it's okay as long as you can learn and just bounce back from those mistakes and make something good come out of it the next time. So it has been um great, but you talked about um you know like the issues in tech and the issues with tech jobs and the tech job hunt, and I feel like
0: yeah.
1: a lot of a lot of um fear comes um about the job hunt because of this mental model that um, that if you start, you're going to fail and you're just going to lose hope and just end up being demotivated. So there, defin there are definitely times that you're just going to attach yourself. For- see, this is a very personal, very, um, you know, like very opinionated story of my own. Um, yeah. so when I first started appearing for interviews, the the biggest problem for me was I am just a very emotional person, even when it comes to my professional life and my career. So I'm just such an excited applicant. <laughs> like when you talk about people who apply for jobs and I'm, I'm so excited, I'm so passionate about something, it's very yeah, easy I, for I, I me can to relate. Yeah. <laughs> it's very easy for me to attach myself to things that I research about the company, to their values, and to the their team. Teams. Also. Yeah, to the team, to what they're working on. If if there is a product. The, um, that they're working on and it's amazing, I'll be like, oh my God, I really want to work on that product. And then mm, before I could think, um, I I go to sleep at night dreaming about that job and dreaming about working with that team and how amazing it is. And it's just so um, nerve wracking to know that you like there is a, a huge possibility that you're not going to be selected for that role. And for yeah. me personally the the problem that I faced was to start again after a rejection, so <laughs> that was something that I'm still coming to terms with, like rejections and how long um you should get like it's definitely very important to give yourself a break so it's very important for us to figure out how much time we need after a rejection or yeah. after a very tedious um interview process. Um, to hop on to another one and just like be just as passionate and as excited about the another role as we were previously.
0: Yeah, I I struggled with the same thing actually. Rejections generally in everything are something everyone has a hard time dealing with. Yeah. And and I had this conversation with someone and this they reopened up my eyes. Uh-huh. And after they told me that um. We fear rejection and rejection hurts us the most because we, we attach it to we attach it to emotion. Yeah. So when I think like when when we're interviewing and when we're applying for jobs, um, I think it's important to have a goal in mind. It might be different for different people. And I think when you disassociate the goal from the company, maybe the goal is to be Um, employed by a company with a certain um, value set, or um, a certain tech stack, then rejection doesn't hit hard because you don't see yourself as missing out on the values um, which you can find in another company or another team or with another um, set of people. And you, you, you really just gauge your reaction, not your reaction, sorry, your response. I just learned apparently that reaction is in the moment and response is thought through. And if you gauge your response to that rejection and don't internalize it and just look at it as a um, a step in your journey towards acquiring or being and achieving your goal or being in a place where in a company with those values or where your goal can be achieved, then you tend to take rejection better and I I know I say it in like a certain way, but like I'm 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 not the best at practicing it. And I think practice is important when it comes to stuff like this mm-hmm. because um I mean you don't want to get rejected so often because like rejections hurt. Yeah. But um as, as 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 more come you start to get used to it and I think you 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 don't internalize them as much. I I know tech hiring is a mess and I think it's 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 the tech equivalent of of this meme. You know, there's like people who say, My like ta- my, my crush texted me back and I'm imagining our <laughs> wedding already. Yeah. So it's like you just go to the first the first interview round and you're imagining yourself at your nice office yeah. and you know, talking to the team. And, and, and the, I and I mean the I can't the you.
1: and everything. <laughs>
0: Exactly. So, like I, I, can't lie for me. I'm, am, I'm, am, I'm am dreaming about like all the stuff that I'll be doing. Okay. It's like, it's like my paycheck. Because <laughs> like I, I, I know for me like something big is um becoming more independent and moving out and um just um trying to live life the way I see fit mm-hmm. and like in in the face of rejection, it's like you're like you're being told no, you can't have what you want. Um, and I think like stuff's got better for me from looking at it as uh, you can't have what you want to a um yeah you get what you want but maybe try somewhere else
1: or maybe not just now maybe you need to give it more time and respect your own pace you know your own progress so that's that's definitely True. um i i agree with you that's definitely something that i advise other people do like other peers other juniors um, when we talk about um, job hunting and like how to take rejections positively. The trick is to not take anything too personally. Like um, there there should be an extent to how personally you take it. The extent is like the line is where you can, you know, um, you can make it just personal, like personal enough to um, improve yourself and and not get demotivated. Mm-hmm on the other hand. So that's definitely, and I think um, another advice uh, along the same lines that I would want to give to someone who is starting to apply for jobs is to, is to, it's definitely good to have a dream job. There's nothing wrong in it, but never put all of your expectations, all of your happiness into this one company or one role that you really want to um, achieve because, yeah. Then it's just going to make it harder. So I'd, I'd suggest um, realizing your own values and knowing what you want to do uh, rather than realizing what kind of company you want to work for or like what exact company you want to work for, um, stuff like that. Because Because see, when you realize your own values and what you want to do, it's more of an internal thing. And anything that's internal is not as disappointing. If you put your expectations, your happiness and your success in um, in something that is transient and external, there's always that chance mm-hmm. of um, disappointment and hurt. So I always tell people that um, one, one key part of me growing as a human being was realizing that sometimes um, we put our happiness into the hands of other people. Or maybe we put our success and our growth in the hands of external entities, and that's why we were, we end up not being happy. So instead of doing that, I started doing like I started um, doing whatever gives me happiness. So so my yeah. end goal is always doing something that gives me joy, and not doing something specific. Um, you know. Um, that's nothing specific is a goal for me anymore because that something specific could be something very temporary, and then you're just going to um, feel lost um, when you can't achieve that. So,
0: yeah, I I I definitely agree. I've although lately I've been having a lot of thoughts around um around the word happiness, and um, I I feel like using the term happy or or, uh or like saying and aspiring for happiness is um is 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 self-defeating the wrong word i feel yeah. like it it's bad because <clears throat> it, it it paints this fairy tale of life always being mellow and and and, and joyful and nice. i think i i think lately i'm trying to aspire for like you know contentment and, and joy but also embracing the moments that I lack those things yeah. because because if if you didn't like them, they wouldn't be as uh, you wouldn't cherish them as much. Yeah. And I think Im- embracing the times where I don't feel um, as content or I don't feel as positive um, on, on like on like a spectrum of, of sad and happy, and um, I like like switching between both, trying not to be too sad and letting sad affect everything I'm doing, like the sadness affect everything I'm doing. But also really just cherishing the happy more because then i i appreciate it because i'm not sad and i think with with my with my growing up and like with my my journey and everything i think i'm i'm starting to chase contentment and and just living in in the happiness when i have it and and and, and enjoying it and i know like for me one thing that's definitely been hard is um Is social media, and I've been, I've been off so many times uh, because, like, yeah, they they say like comparison is the is the thief of joy. How how has social media been for you?
1: Um, Um, I have see again. This is a very personal opinion based on a very personal story. So social media has had a very positive impact in my life. There, there have been, there's definitely that time when I really just want to shut everything off and um, I don't want to stay as connected as usual. Um, but like if, if you talk about my current status, I don't have a mobile phone because I lost it in London and I don't really want to buy another one because I'm so happy this way. Um I just I just check stuff on my laptop whenever I have the time for it or uh, during my work wow. hours and I'm OK with it because it's first, pers- uh, you know, like in my opinion, it's more about your priorities and where you are um currently in your life. Like right now, I'm just um redefining myself. I'm taking I'm learning to take care of myself, putting myself first, unapologetically um shutting out bad energies and negative people from my life so social yeah. media has had very different kinds of impact in my journey it started off as a very positive impact um, in in the start of 2019 because I wasn't a yeah. very social person be it online or offline um, but like because because of my involvement with tech communities and the student developer communities in my college time, I learned how to be more social and come out of my comfort zone in real life. But then what about my presence online? It was becoming increasingly more and more important to create this, this brand, like this personal brand, because we're, we were approaching um, the time of building a career, like pursuing a career in tech. And, um, then I started spending more time on Twitter and Twitter was my first introduction to the online, um, tech community and, you know, amazing, these amazing people, um, developers and, um, tech speakers and tech writers, people who shared, um, you know, the same kind of interests as me and common goals, common, um, ideas and stuff like that. And I felt so seen, like I had never felt so (laughs) heard and seen before. And that was just, so it, it was a very positive feeling, um, and if if you would go back to my twitter um sometime in the start of 2019 you would see me as this super excited person who is like realizing a lot of stuff and they're just so full of energy and i i do like to believe i'm still that person um but but like that was the that was a different time and now is a different time i would definitely like to spend less time on social media so the bottom line is social media is great it can do wonders for you but you need to set boundaries for yourself so that it doesn't mm, you know impact you negatively because yeah. you you need to be very aware of your mental health and your well-being um and social media can can build this wrong um image uh, of things like um you know um, impressions that are not true about people, about places, about things, and you just end up um, being in a case of very, <laughs> being in a very severe case of imposter syndrome, and you just start doubting everything. You're like, I'm not as good as them. Wow, they have such an amazing life. They're going to so many conferences, so many places, and it's probably not all true. So you need to set those boundaries about what kind of an impact social media can have in your life. And that's very important.
0: Right. Very true. Because like before, like when I used to watch so many people go to conferences and speak at places and I was like, wow, they must have it all together. <laughs> and then I started doing something similar. And then like, like I know me, I'm broke, yeah, I'm <laughs> very jobless
1: f- freelancing
0: and like, like like my my image was like oh it's all perfect for them but like slowly that 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 starts to fade and away and now that and we're in their place like we're just
1: like oh no we don't have it all together so maybe even they don't yeah. have it all together and we just we were yeah, under yeah. the wrong impression
0: and like you just start to roll with it i like that you talked about personal branding what and i feel like today Everyone wants someone with a personal brand because you see everyone buying domains, you have like a top dev, you have like your own portfolio. How important has personal branding been for you and how have you approached that?
1: Personal branding has definitely been very important to me. Again, as I said, um, I was not a very, I did not have a huge social presence um, online. And um, so I started realizing the importance of personal branding as a developer uh, when i started pursuing my career in tech um, when i started applying for jobs and talking to people about the role that i'm applying for and the things that i would love to um, work on Um, because see um, why it is so important is that um, when you connect with people online it's like 90% of the time, the person has no idea about you. They can only see if you, if they go to your Twitter handle or if they go to your GitHub or LinkedIn or whatever, they can only see what you show them. So it's very important what you show them. And what they see is your, your personal brand. And it, it has to be very consistent with the kind of person you are. It should tell the story about you. Um uh, when when they go to your profile, they should actually see the if they are a potential um recruiter, they should they should see the value that you can provide to their company or their team. Um, you know? If they as
0: an expert on personal branding, by the way
1: i am really i am really not i've just spent a lot of time struggling with it i guess so Mm -hmm. so what's your
0: brand what's your personal
1: brand um wow i'm so speechless uh anyways um my personal brand has to be um me as as like me as a human being that's my personal brand Like um, I like to think that anyone who comes to my handle anywhere um, they should be able to see the kind of human I am before they see the kind of work that I like to do because I truly believe that um, we we need to embrace ourselves as human first um, before we um, put more value into the kind of work that we do and before we get known for the kind of work we do um because we're all in, in the end we're all humans. So if we don't identify each other as the kind of person we truly are and our human and and our core human values, we we're definitely not going to identify ourselves as the professional we are, right? So um my personal brand is definitely the the person that I am in essence. And I like to think that I'm just a very um, empathetic person and someone who is always ready to help people, someone who, who is always, um, you know, thinking about other people and how how to um, make things easier for them. I'm, I'm just a very thoughtful person. So that's definitely my personal brand. And... Um, The reason, another reason why I like to make my, my brand to be the human I am is because life is so unpredictable. I don't know the kind of work that I would be doing five years from now. Right now, I might, I might brand myself as a React developer or maybe, um, a tech documentarian or maybe an artist. But I really don't know what I'm going to take up in the future years, like in the upcoming years. So then there has to be this anchor that kind of tethers me to who I really am so that I can keep the the kind of work that I do can keep on changing. But the brand still stays intact and it still stays consistent with who I really am. So that's, that's that. I'm not sure if that answers your question well
0: yeah it sort of does I feel like you answering this question was you expressing your personal brand <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: in some way I don't know mm-hmm. if that makes sense i've I've had my fair issues with um, personal branding mm-hmm. because I was um I was very deliberate with the way I did social media for quite a long time mm-hmm. and um I'm not anymore and I don't do it as much and I don't enjoy it because i mean if if you think about it like on a high level it can be me trying to break apart this personal brand that I don't think I deliberately built it but it was definitely there and it was starting to affect who I thought I was mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it started to affect uh, <clears throat> me as a person and I'm like I shouldn't feel pressured to do anything. I'm not getting paid for it. Um, let, me, let me just do me. Oh, so, wow. like, now now I guess like, like my online presence is all over. I mean, there's this podcast, there's tech stuff I do, there's the writing I do, there's the music stuff I do. And like, I feel like I'll steal your personal brand and say my personal brand is being me
1: as a person. Yeah. I mean, which, which, it, it, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Because everything. tech, when it, like, um, in yeah. my opinion, um, when it comes to tech, I, I am a developer myself and I, I love doing tech stuff but it's something that i like doing it's not who i am and when you when you try to when people try to make that as part of their branding other people just mm. you know how entitled people are or they can be you know so like when you create that kind of an online presence um people are just going to um you know come in and tell you that hey aren't you supposed to be a developer how come you posted a selfie on there like, you're not allowed to do that. Or like, how come you're, yeah, how come you're sharing um, your art pieces or your hand lettering pieces every now and then? Like, that's not the kind of content that we want to see. Just, so, just you know, like, show us some code. And and in my head, I just can't be more frustrated by that. Because, um, you know, that, that sort of entitlement is just so unhealthy. And... And so it's your responsibility to put yourself out there as the person you really are and not just um make yourself about this one thing or this one technology that you like working on or mm, the kind of day job that you have. You know? It's very important yeah. um to do that. Because um because then people can't tell you what to do. You, um online you can do whatever you really enjoy doing in your own time um, because because that's your personal brand. Um, when when someone asks me, I just say that I like to help people. I like to help people achieve their goals. If it is tech speaking, I like to help beginners um start with tech speaking. I help them yeah. with CFPs and slides and their talk presentation, whatnot. If they want to get a job, I help review their resumes and build their website and their personal brand and whatnot. So I that that's that's who I really am. That's the kind of thing that I love doing. I am a thoughtful, um and empathetic person. So um, accessibility, diversity, inclusivity are some things that I really care about. So that reflects in my work and that's okay. Like it's okay to kind of sprinkle some, um, you know, like some flavors in your brand, the flavors of, of the kind of work that you like to do so that I'm not saying that go completely vague, um, and and just don't say anything about yourself don't um you know just just go ahead and generalize yourself i'm not saying that because it's still important that it, it, we 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 still need jobs we still need gigs we still need money we still need that um you know uh, we still need to be able to pay our tuition fees and stuff like that so i'm not saying that just generalize yourself i'm saying that it's okay to um sprinkle some aspects of the kind of work that you do in your personal brand, but just don't make it um, don't make yourself about this one thing that people are going to come up to you for. Um, just just be who you are.
0: True. And I think <clears throat> I I like a lot of my struggles last year were not wanting to be put in a box because of all the other things that I found out that I enjoyed doing. And I feel like um, I'm mostly tech. I guess people like to box people and just say mm-hmm. this is one specific thing that you do, and you shouldn't do anything else. But like, yeah, that's 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 entitlement. And I think I, as a generation, we are very entitled. And that's a whole other episode. <laughs> I'm trying to get gifts that yeah. Nobina to come and do this. <laughs> so like, if you're listening, you you two have to get on. But yeah, I mean like, um. Personal branding is important, but it shouldn't come at the expense of your mental health. And I think you should, like like you said, it's important to view yourself as a person first. Yeah. Before you get into anything. Definitely. And like, um, going forward, I'm interested to know what 2020 looks like for you. Um,
1: like, personally, in, you know, like in my personal relationships and stuff like that in my personal life or as a professional?
0: In general, what's what's what are things that are important to you that you want to do or achieve this year?
1: Um as I said that I'm I'm redefining myself. Um currently I feel like for, for some very obvious reasons, currently I feel a bit lost because I cannot be who I really want to be. Um so my aim is to be at a place where I can feel independent enough and free enough to be who I really want to be, um, to um, do the things that I would really want to work on um, and would really like to enjoy in my own time without any restraints. Um, So that's, that's a personal goal and it kind of extends to my career too. Um I'm still exploring a lot of things. I'm definitely a, uh, applying for several jobs, but I'm keeping myself open to a lot, um, you know, because I, as I said, it's it has been a long journey. Um, and yeah. like for for instance, just to give you a taste of what my my wild and long journey looked like, um, I got I got a rejection and I rejected a job in, in the same week. So it's, it's, yeah, it it, it has been tough. And like, um, it's just a lot to digest. So I'm not putting a lot of pressure on myself. Um, So 2020 is going to be um, me, you know, endlessly trying to um, get, get in a place, like move out first of all, move out of, of the place that I'm currently living in. Um, it's not that I and hate yeah. it. It's not that I dislike it or there's something wrong with it. It's just that I want to surround myself with new people and in a new place and in a new culture, um, just, to, just to like step out of my comfort zone. So that's, that's uh, 2020 for me, but to be more specific um, in my work I really want to, um, work towards becoming, um, I don't, I really, for some reason, I don't like to say accessibility advocate because then people come in and tell you, that oh, what do you know about this? You don't know enough. You just started and stuff like that. Um, so I'd like to say that I'd like, I want to learn more about accessibility and teach people more about accessibility. Uh, and of course, um, being empathetic and um, teaching people about um, the importance of diversity and inclusivity in our communities. So that's going to be my 2020 um, journey.
0: That definitely is very empathetic of you. <laughs> I feel I, I, I don't really have my 2020 mapped out. My 2020 is um, this is like, I have this thing um, that is going to be like my mantra. Okay. It's, um, it's not that deep. Like, I know a lot of 2019 was overthinking a lot.
1: Uh-huh. I'll
0: just take everything as, like, as it comes, stride by stride. And, um, yeah, on that note, it's been great chatting. We can talk forever. There's so much, I think, that we can talk about it when it comes to, like, career-wise and just growing up and adulting.
1: Yeah.
0: But um, I think we'll, we'll have to end it here. Is there anything that you would like to plug your um, your Twitter, your blog, your anything? Shamelessly, of course. Feel free.
1: Um, I mean, yes, of course. My Twitter is everything that I have right now, and everything that I want to be, beyond on. So, um, if you if you want to come to my Twitter, come say hi. If you need help with um anything, just just DM me at Vishwa Mehta Sodi. And um, yeah. Some advice that I would end the, I would like to end this with is that um, just take care of yourself. Don't be too hard on yourself. Um, your first priority should be you and you should be less apologetic for putting yourself first, you know, so make sure that you're taking care of your mental health and personal well-being before jumping onto anything else. There's no need to rush. Um, I mean, you know, there's a lot of time to do stuff. So just make sure that you, you're you mentally stable to jump into things and um, realize your priority and just keep your balance.
0: That's very awesome. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Vishwa.
1: Yeah, it, it, has a been, you. It, it has been amazing. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Anytime. Ciao.
1: Bye.